a place for those no longer living to rest. But what about when they're not resting? These are tales of haunted cemeteries. Stories, folklore, legends, leyendas, cuentos y más. This is Spooky Tales. Listen, escuchen at your own risk. This is Christina. And this is MJ. And this is another episode of A Spooky Tales. Today, we're talking about haunted cemeteries. Yay! I'm excited to hear about yours, MJ, because I don't know about it. I know. I just like, like, uh, when was it? Last week when we did the the child thing, right? So I Googled that. And for some reason, this, well, I'll explain why this popped up, but this popped up. And then, like... There wasn't really much to go on, but I'll I'll explain why it popped up. And I was like, I never heard of this. Like, what the hell? Like, why? You, you know, but it's weird. I like it. I, I don't know if I'd ever, like, if I was, like, given the, like, full chance to visit, if I'd ever take it. Because I'm kind of, like, on the edge. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. It's, like, fun to read. I don't yeah. know about visiting. I have already talked about this place once, the one I chose. But I'm going to talk about it again. <laughs> Because there's different legends. I'm here for it. (laughs) Yeah. But before we get into our um, cemeteries, we do have a listener story. And I'm skipping older listener stories to share this one (laughs) because I'm sorry. I'm just excited about this one. (laughs) Yes. Yes. This one's really good. Yeah. So uh, last week's episode was about Mothman. And we did get we requested if anyone had anything about a flying humanoid, send it in. And someone did, which is why we're both so excited. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I love Mothman. Mothman holds a very special place in my heart. (laughs) I love that mug you have. (laughs) Oh, I know. It was just so perfect. Yeah. So. This person sent in their story via Instagram. Again, if you have any stories for us, we'll take them all, whatever they're about, as long as they're spooky. (laughs) Yes. Um, But, I mean, if you just want to message us, that's fine, too. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine, too. (laughs) But we want your stories, specifically. (laughs) So, yeah, you could DM us via Instagram like this person did. You can send an email to espookytales at gmail.com. Or you could check out our website, and there's, like, a thing that says leave a voicemail. You could do that as well. But here's this person's story. I live in Austin, Texas. A few summers ago, maybe three, my son and his friend were out riding on our ATV in some wooded property. That kind of gives scary vibes, like you're being watched. But until up until what I'm about to share, it's just been that only creepy. Okay, so it's only been a creepy vibe, but nothing creepy happened up until Til this that thing. point. Ooh. Yeah. Well, one night around 10 or 11 p.m., they were riding the trail and my son's friend who was riding in the back noticed a man-like thing in the trees looking down at them. They kept riding the trail and came back around to look at it, but this time it wasn't in the trees anymore. As they circled back... Right? Where is it? (laughs) As they circled back to leave the trail, they saw it fly at them. And it had wings. Oh, God, no. (laughs) It flew after them as they sped back to the house. A gate separates the wooded property from the neighborhood. 
They said as they crossed back into the neighborhood, the humanoid thing flew up and away from them. I was like, WTF? What was it? And they said, Mothman, Mom, duh. (laughs) (laughs) And then she goes on to say, I always thought that was a Point Pleasant thing, but I don't know. Yeah. I I thought so, too, until, like, we did the Mothman episode, and then you were like, wait, there's sightings in Mexico. I was like, wait, what? And then, well, uh, and then we found Chile and Argentina, and you saw Chicago. Chicago, Russia, where else? Everywhere. Britain, there was one sighting in Britain. So it's like this this creature, humanoid things everywhere. And it dates, it predates, too, Point Pleasant, right? It was seen in Mexico before. Yeah. Yep. Yay. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much for sending that in. Yes, Mothman is a favorite. Yes, yes. And yeah, like I said earlier, we're talking about cemeteries. Um, Who wants to go first? Christina, you always go first. (laughs) No, there was like one episode where you went first. (laughs) Just one. (laughs) Just one. (laughs) But yeah, I'll go first. (laughs) Uh, So, like I mentioned earlier, I already talked about this place, um, but there's so many legends that it's worth bringing up again. And it's just a cool place. Yeah. I'll be talking about El Panteón de Belén in Guadalajara, Jalisco. Uh, It has a special place in my heart. I've been to it. I've done the little tour. I was a kid. (laughs) My my tía took us. Only one story really terrified me at that age. I would go back if I were to go back to Guadalajara. I was supposed to, uh, but I don't know. COVID. The Delta variant um, (laughs) ramping up. My my pregnancy being a little more rough than last time. I cannot walk, right? (laughs) So so I was like, maybe I shouldn't take a toddler with me through an airport with all this going on. (laughs) So I didn't go, unfortunately, or I would have gone to this place again. But yeah, if you're ever in Guadalajara, it's worth visiting. It's only like, uh, I forgot what I said, 60 pesos. Like, it's cheap. Like, it was like less than 20 bucks. Yeah. And I think that I think the, the peso also went down. Like since then, so it'll even be cheaper. Yeah. And pay the full price if you go so you can take pictures, okay? (laughs) Yes. Don't take pictures without paying the full price. Don't be shady. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and these tours happen all year round, not just like October. Because it's always spooky season in in Guadalajara, apparently. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I don't even think like, do they celebrate Halloween in Mexico? No, not really. No, yeah. Uh, so. Dia de Muertos. All my cousins dress up like Catrinas. Yeah. And it's some places it's starting to like merge where you'll see other kids in other costumes around like Day of the Dead time, mm-hmm. but um, not really Halloween yeah, day. Yeah, they don't. So, like, yeah, it's just spooky in Latin America, like 24 7, 365. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, this place does tours all year round. <laughs> Like, that's what we grew up. We grew up, like, with spooky stories from childhood, no matter what time of year. Yeah, it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so, on to El Panteón de Belén. It was once known as Panteón Santa Paula, but at some point it just became Panteón Belén. And it was one of the first in Guadalajara. It was built in 1846. And then it only, it was only open for 50 years, like, taking bodies in, you know? What? Um, Why so, like, after that, Yeah, yeah. After that, it was closed and no one else was buried there. And then I think it was in the 1990s that they opened it to the public again to do all the tours they're doing. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. One of the most famous legends, aside from the vampire tree that we already shared in the vampire episode, which is another good one. 
is that of Nachito. So Ignacio Torres Altamarino, better known as Nachito, was a little boy who was deadly afraid of the dark. His date of birth and exact age are unknown. It changes depending on who's telling the story, just due to the record keeping of the time. But his death occurred on May 24th, 1882. Some people say he was one and a half. Uh, there's other stories where he's a little older. Most people believe he was under four, though. Mm. Yeah. But according to... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> according to legend, he could not sleep with any lights off. And on the night of his death, there was a terrible storm and the wind put out all the candles in his room. And the fear caused him to have a heart attack. Oh, no. And then they found him passed away in the morning. That's so sad. Yeah, yeah. Very sad. I was actually reading that it could be that he had some sort of photosensitivity cancer thing going on. Oh. But somehow this, you know, version spread. Yeah. For 10 days after his burial. Bur- oh, my God. Burial. <laughs> burial. 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 Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> His coffin uh, was continuously found outside of the grave. His parents believed that even after death, their son was afraid of the dark. And so they built like this stone thing that the coffin could go in that was above ground. No, no, no. They built a stone thing that sat on top of the coffin Mm -hmm. and the space Mm -hmm. so that light could get in there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and then they built four stands that would allow torches to be placed around the grave so that he wouldn't be in the dark again. Mm. And um, the story spread, and soon people, the people of Guadalajara began leaving toys and candy as offerings on his tomb. It kind of it leaves you in awe when you go and you see all the toys. That's, that's just how, what I felt when I was there because mm-hmm. um, it's insane. It's like just full of toys. And I'll post pictures of this so that you guys can, you you all can see all the toys that are left behind. It's pretty cool. <laughs> but the tomb of Nachito and Nachito in general is like paranormal investigators on YouTube. Um, there was a TV show that was like by a guy named Carlos something. He was like a famous paranormal person in Mexico. Like our, like Zach Baggins to... Uh, now but in mexico i don't remember (laughs) his name or the show's name though but it was on all the time and they had an episode uh where he was like looking for nachito at night and um but this people that's what they they do they would go seeking nachito's like evidence of nachito and Mm -hmm. it was like the most sought after story there where people are trying to capture evidence Mm -hmm. is is him and people have um recordings of giggles or like the words quieres jugar conmigo oh ew okay that's ill yeah yeah (laughs) and that was do you want to play with me for my spanish challenge friends (laughs) (laughs) and a childlike figure has also been seen running in some clips that i've seen Mm -hmm. and i mean i don't know so i mean obviously some of the stuff can be fake but this is just what is out there of supposed evidence that Nachito is in the cemetery. But that's probably one of my favorites, um, just because, I don't know, I didn't sense anything. I mean, uh, first of all, I can't sense shit. (laughs) But it didn't feel scary, his tomb or anything. It was just, like, really cute. (laughs) All the toys. 
It's a cute and sad story because, like, I mean, even in death, like, it's cute because, like, the parents are like, you know, even if, you know, my my child's gone, I still want him to have light. And they did all that, all those modifications with his, um, with his right. burial site, which I found I found so endearing. But it's like, at the same time, y'all know how I feel about kid kid uh, yes. things <laughs> yeah. from our last episode. So I'm like, oh, but like scary, <laughs> but cute, but oh, <laughs> but no. <laughs> that yeah. reminds me of um, oh my god, it went like pretty viral, but I I think it was on Primer Impacto where uh. I think here in California or in Texas, I don't remember exactly where, but it, it happened like maybe two or three years ago. There was a a little a, a family who buried their son. He was a, an adult man or like a teenager, but I, I want to say he was an adult man. And they kept on leaving flowers for him in his, uh, you know, on his tomb. And they would go visit and the flowers would disappear. So the family was like, either mm. someone's like doing something to our son's uh, grave or stealing stuff from it, right? Because they, they also mm-hmm. like left other stuff. You know how you, you uh, some people leave like pictures or toys or this or yeah. that or the other. And like the, whatever was put in that, that in his tomb, it was being like taken. So the family set up a, a, a what is it called? A, a camera. And... Uh, one day when they were recording, there was a little girl who, like, clear as day. I'm I, I'm going to try to find it because I and I didn't actually research it, but it also goes into haunted cemeteries because um the way the story goes. So there was like a little girl, and she would play with the stuff that was on this person's tomb. Whoa! Okay. And when the the family released the video, a woman saw it, and it resembled her her late daughter who was like two or three years old when she passed away. And she was like, and it looked exactly like the little girl who had passed away. And it was like, it was, it was so sad, but like at the same time, so sweet because she found a friend in the afterlife. And it was like, it it was cute, cute, but But, also creepy. Yeah. But also creepy. But I have to find this, uh, this video. My mom sends it to me every once in a while. She's like, remember this? I'm like, mom, (laughs) you just like sent me that like last week. (laughs) But yes, it is. It is an endearing story. I have to look at it. I'm pretty sure it's somewhere in the messages between me and my mom, but it reminds me. uh, Yeah. It reminds me of that. And it, it, it's pretty recent. Like I said, it's like two or three years old, this video. Maybe a little bit older, but but not by much. So it is uh, a haunting, a newer haunting that is very recent with souls that have like, you know, passed away within the past like five years. And mm, I will okay. yeah. send you this link and find you this video so awesome. you can see what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to this. <laughs> Um, another legend of El Panteón de Belén, there was a young man, his name was José Castro. He was a 29-year-old doctor, which honestly seems kind of young for me, but maybe mm-hmm. like school didn't, it wasn't that long back then. I don't know. I don't know. Besides that, um, he passed away <laughs> June 19th, 1861. He was adored by his patients, and after his death, many continued to visit his grave and ask for, like, his care still, you know, like many mm-hmm. of his former patients. And then people just kept doing it after. And 150 years later, uh, like, you know, now, <laughs> mm-hmm. you still find people visiting his tomb, asking for his help, um, and then leaving offerings as well. 
And according to legend, if you go to his tomb at 12 o'clock at noon and pray and then ask um, for his help uh, or like, you know, for him to check on you Mm -hmm. later, you'll be healed of whatever like disease you had. Oh, yeah. So that's pretty cool. That's is, is he like a like a saint or something? I don't know how that works. No, but you know, you know how like I mean, like Mexico is predominantly Catholic, right? Yeah. But but you still have all these other like Reli- and, yeah. like people Religion. that passed away that you ask for help that you're that not. Is, supposed that, to do. Yeah, you're. Well, <laughs> but so many people do it. <laughs> but I I, f- I feel it's almost like um you know how how it's said that like we we we've talked about this like how you call on your ancestors. So I guess technically that wouldn't be my ancestors or yours. Maybe he's just like, hey, you know what? I'll help anybody. Yeah, right. This reminds me, I've done a TikTok on this place, but I haven't mentioned it. But there's a town called Santa Cecilia. Well, was it Santa Cecilia? No, that's a fake place. That's a place from Coco. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fuck, what's the place called? It's in Michoacan. Her name was Cecilia. The little girl's name is Cecilia. She, it was like a little town. It's not a big town in Michoacan. Mm-hmm. And she would walk around the town just like she loved helping people that had a bunch of kids like just help them take care mm-hmm. of them or do chores for them she would like just walk around the town and the whole town loved her i don't know how she passed away but she passes away and then someone that was living in the town he was in the united states and he was traveling back to the town because one of his siblings was having a surgery and he wanted to be there and so he was heading back and on the way back someone jumped him or something like that and so he was like brutally attacked and like nobody was around on this road where it happened and then like out of nowhere he sees cecilia the little girl and um he doesn't know what happened to her yet because it's just like super recent Mm -hmm. and um she's like i'm gonna get help for you and then like moments later an ambulance gets him um but nobody else was there like nobody else could have called an ambulance but somehow he she helped him and so he gets to the town and tells everyone and then people just keep going to her tomb to ask for help and she's like supposedly helping still helping people in the afterlife or something that is such a sweet and endearing story i think there's a few people like that kudos for her because i'd be like no you're not getting my help i would just like rest you know (laughs) i'd be like you know what i I helped y'all yeah <laughs> but enough in my life i'm done <laughs> i'm done let me take a um, little but, vacation <laughs> right yeah a much deserved vacation but yes. yeah that doctor story reminded me of her story because they're both helping people apparently or people yeah. people still line up at their at their grave to ask for help that's a sweet story though both of them are yeah those are not that scary i could i could go to those places no i'm going to the um this is the one that scared me (laughs) going to it (laughs) so here's the one that scared me when we were doing the tour and even now i i would not glance at that tree but this one is called el arbol del colgado or um the tree of the hanged yeah the hung or the hanged i don't know yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) we can't english and we also can't spend it. Not to mention, like, it's really hard, like, lately since we've, been, like, obviously done the podcast, it's really hard to, like, translate because there's, like, um, there's literal yeah. translations and then there's also, like, sayings that could mean something else. Right. Like, in Spanish, right. it could be, like, something. Um, And then, but when you literally, literally it's translate it word for word, it doesn't yeah. mean the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. 
rough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but so El Arbo del Colgado, next to the cemetery, there used to be the old Hospital Civil, the old hospital, mm -hmm. which I believe is the same one that we talked about in our episode when we shared the legend of La Monca del Hospital Civil. Oh, yeah, Civil. yeah, yeah. I I'm pretty that. sure it's the same uh, Yeah, I'm for probably, it's, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So in this hospital, there was a sick young man. He was there all the time because he had cancer. And he was losing hope. Nothing was getting rid of his pain. But his mom tried to keep his spirits up anyway. Uh, doctors told him there was nothing else they could do. And then the night they told him that while he slept, his mom left a picture of her favorite saint in his hand. When he woke up and saw the picture, he was super mad. He told his mom to leave him alone. He wanted nothing to do with her God. Because, you know, he's mad. Nothing's mm -hmm. helping him. Um, that would have been me too. Mm -hmm. the, not the next part. I don't know what how I would have reacted. But that night, his body was found hanging from a tree outside of, the win of his window. I guess he was just tired. You yeah. Know? of it all and so he died by suicide and this tree of course the tree is in the cemetery it's next to the hospital <laughs> so that's the tree it's in El Panteón de Belén and um, now there's only a stump there but it's said that if you look at it at night you can see the shadow his shadow hanging there oh hell no oh, that mm -hmm. yeah that one yeah no <laughs> Yeah, I, I see why it scared you. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I did not look over there. I was like, nope. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm -mm. And when the hospital still had patients there, um, people who stayed overnight have said that in the, the wing that's next to the cemetery where this happened, where the tree is, mm -hmm. people would hear knocking from, from the windows. Oh, hell no. The windows that were facing the cemetery. And it didn't matter what floor they were on, because I think this hospital had like three floors at least. People would hear knocking and then look and nobody was there. And obviously, who the hell was knocking from outside on the third floor, you know? Yeah. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I understand like, you know, they have to go there because they're sick. You know, you got to stay in the hospital. It's like, oh, but we're going to put you right by the cemetery. <laughs> like right i'm, I'm mm -mm. sick and i'm scared now like thanks yeah <laughs> no thanks <laughs> and then one uh did i what did i just share okay i have one more there's still more legends aside from these i just my my surface pro died when <laughs> as i was typing so i was like okay i guess i'm done taking notes <laughs> this is a sign to stop so i have mm -hmm. one more so in 1996 and in 2002, an apparition of a monje. What is a monje? A monk. monk. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought was seen. And like the first time it happened, a couple was taking wedding pictures. The architecture of the cemetery is beautiful. So this was a common thing. Like they're not just these weirdos taking pictures at the cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> People do it all the time there because it's it really is a beautiful, beautiful place. So... <laughs> He in one of their pictures, the monk is seen in like a brown robe. He's holding a white crucifix and it's very clear, but nobody recalls seeing him. He's just in one of their pictures. Oh, ew. Right? Yeah. And then in 2002, someone was recording when the figure walks by like the the brown robe, the white crucifix is clearly seen. And I found the video, so I'll probably I'll share it. But despite being caught on tape, 
nobody remembers seeing him except the prison recording and no other cameras caught him. What? And there was people because it's a crowded place. So people were taking pictures and recording in the same direction. But only that camera saw him and and not everybody saw him even there in person. That is that is strange. It's almost like, hey, you, you specifically, you have to see me. Right. Like it's like it's like the guy whoever took this video was like like meant the only person meant to see the monk. That's weird. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Yeah. But yeah, those are just some of the other some of the other legends from Pantheon de Belen. That's aside a million. From the tree. Yeah, there's about three more that I know of. But yeah, my it's a very haunted place. Yeah, yeah, that's why it's so uh, popular. I, I like, thought it was just like that one, like the vampire tree. But no, it's like here no, we got all these yeah, legends. More, yep. There's a pirate one. Ooh, something about a treasure that he like his treasure somewhere there. Um, I should have written that one down. It's a good one, but another time. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's like one about a couple uh, that I don't remember very well at all. That is strange. Yeah. But I'm here for it because it, it's like so much happening. And then like the hospital in itself, it's also haunted. So that whole area, that whole and location. And of course it's next to it, right? Yeah. It's like just one of the most haunted hospitals. And then the cemetery right next to it is also extremely haunted. Oh, you know what? There's another one that is super short that I I do remember. There's this guy. He passed away and he was buried at the the cemetery. Mm -hmm. And he would like own, not own, but he was like very nice to these two street dogs. And so they were like his, you know, Mm -hmm. but they didn't live with him. But you know how I think everybody knows that in Mexico, like everybody owns like a street dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that before. Yeah. And feeds, or there's like a street dog that you feed every day, but you know it's not yours, and you don't take care of it. You just feed it. <laughs> You're yeah, just nice that. to it, and you pet it. Firulais, yeah. <laughs> firulais, it's always firulais. <laughs> right, right. So he had two firulais, and and um, after he passed away, the dogs were like would go and 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 see him there and sleep there and stuff, and then eventually, so the dogs just I don't know, they passed away themselves, maybe. But um, nobody saw them again. But at night, it is said that you can hear barking at his tomb specifically. Oh, it's Firulais. <laughs> oh my god, that that name always just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because my mom would be like, just like to to like for the kids, like to say this, like <laughs> she'd be like, "Lavate el Firulais," just so you could be. Oh really? I, because, I, never, so, no, but I always so, heard it refer to dogs, not <laughs> Yeah, but like my mom does like you know, like like shut the fuck up and go, like you know, get your <laughs> shit funny. done. <laughs> but like to say it in front of kids so she wouldn't say a curse or <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that. <laughs> no, I forever have a con- connection. Yeah. No wonder you were laughing. Like, well, Fidelice is funny, but it's not that funny. <laughs> But yeah, Fidelize always makes me laugh. Like, just the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if you want to share yours, yes. I am ready. So I came across this last week, but it honestly didn't fit the topic. So I was like, I'm going to save this for later. I really, like, really enjoyed <laughs> this one. Um, so I picked La Noria, which is a ghost town in Chile. It is located in the Atacama Desert. And the Atacama Desert is the driest place in the world. It is, for the most part, inhabitable, very dangerous. Uh, La Noria was once a thriving community, but like every other settlement that 
is in the Atacama Desert, it it, it is crumbling. So it, it's very hard for even human settlements to to pretty much thrive here. And the, the, this ghost town is in just complete ruins. Like the heat in this place is just, it, it's a desert. It's intense and it like just, you know, pretty much makes anything man-made just de- like destroys it. Mm-hmm. So locating La Noria is dangerous as when the road ends, there is a two mile track on foot into the desert to reach this ghost town. And wow. then a little, you have to walk a little bit more to like reach the, the town cemetery. La Noria was founded in 1826 and one of the first settlements to be founded in Northern Chile. It was very successful saltpeter, AKA potassium nitrate mining settlement that served the the European market. However, other saltpeter mines popped up affecting La Noria. Later, there was a fire that broke out in 1901, damaging the saltpeter deposits. And the final blow came during World War I when synthetic saltpeter was produced. Residents, yeah, residents slowly began abandoning this mining town. However... While it was in operation, La Noria, living conditions here were horrible and inhumane. Many of com- course. Of course. Of course. Uh, yeah. Many compared it to slavery. And the majority of the residents he- like living here of all ages were, sub- sub- were subjected to horrible living conditions. So children also worked in these mines. Um, yeah. Many of the residents, adults and children alike, had horrible deaths. And once it was abandoned, looters came. The uh, La Noria Cemetery was hit the hardest. Many of the coffins were dug up and just left there exposed to the elements. Oh, coffins, wow. Yeah, coffins were also broken into. And visiting the cemetery is not for every, everyone. There are human bones and human remains scattered all over the cemetery, on the floor, you know, you look left, there's there's human remains. You look right, there's human remains. Um, oh my and, gosh, yeah, that sounds it, terrible. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the burials were like desecrated pretty much. And oh, so you have to be very careful where you step. It is said that the, that the spirits of those buried in La Noria Cemetery have become angry. Their graves have been disturbed. Their bodies and bones were misplaced and thrown about. Even with genetic testing, there is no way to match the bodies to the names or to the original resting places. Mm -hmm. So, as legend goes, when it becomes night, the souls of the cemetery awaken and trek back to La Noria. There are many eyewitnesses who swear they saw this phenomena happen. Oh, wow. I'd be like, no. No. Mm -mm. (laughs) No thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Aside from this legend, many people who who actually, you know, do the insane, you know, track of, like, not only just traveling to the desert, but then on top of that, traveling two miles into it. Yeah. They, they, uh, they experience a lot of paranormal activity. Full body apparitions have been seen, shadow figures. People hear footsteps, voices, and screams when there's no one around. Wow. And You'd be able to tell because, like, again, it's a desert and you, you can pretty much see yeah. all around you. It's a desert and a ghost town, so yeah. nobody else is going to be there. Yeah. So I went into YouTube and I saw this YouTube of this girl and she makes a, a, a trip to Chile to visit the this particular site. 
And even just to find it, it was insane. Like her and her traveling companion got lost. They had a like they ended up in one place and then they had to get directions to actually get to La Noria. So it's a very difficult place to find. Oh man. And again, when you you hit a roadblock and then you have to leave your car there because the road does not go any further. And you have to walk. And then you have to walk two miles. And I mm-hmm. think if I remember correctly, like the nearest like emergence, like for hospital or in case something fucking happens to you is like 13 miles away. I could be wrong. Uh, this is just me remembering, but it's it's really far away from like civilization. Too far. <laughs> yeah, too far. It's like if you eat shit, you're you're done. You're you're done, yeah. <laughs> and so it's already like sketchy as hell just to find it. And she stay her and her companions stay until night and try they, they try to catch EVPs. I'm pretty sure it's just her and one other person. Um I don't think it's like more than two people. I could be wrong, but I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure it's only two. So they go on, you know, it's nighttime. They are full on exploring the cemetery and the town. And that's not even the part that scared me. But there was this point where they had to, like, obviously go back to their car. And um, with this little flashlight that, like, shines, like, only Mm -hmm. a foot in front. And they have to, like, walk those two miles in pitch black, in a desert, in the middle of nowhere, in terrain they don't even know and i was like oh my god they're gonna encounter a wild animal and they're gonna get killed <laughs> i was like this is, i mean obviously yeah. not because the video is up on youtube but like i'm like having major right. anxiety just watching <laughs> just watching them uh, uh, but they, they second hand anxiety <laughs> yeah like i was like oh my god like that lit like that little flashlight that's what you decided to bring that little right. t- <laughs> I was just like full blown anxiety you guys was not <laughs> uh, but they make it back to their their car that's you know, good. they walk those two miles in the pitch black in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. in the desert. I was like, oh, my God. And the way that, that she described it, too, like when they got there, there was like a lot of buzzards flying around. And I was like, if that isn't an omen, I do not know what is. Like, what What's are you a doing? Buzzard? <laughs> a buzzard? Como, um, uh, those those animals that when something dies, they come in uh, and like just oh. pick at the body. Okay. Mm, okay. Yeah. So I was like, yo, like, like that's just that's just a, like an omen, right there, and saying like death here. <laughs> and uh, from the vi- video too, in the middle of the town of La Noria, in what I would call the town square, there is like this gazebo thing, and people who who have visited La Noria leave offerings there, and it's very unsettling because because there's like legit human bones. And, like, a skull in the altar area. And there's, like, this candle wax and beer bottles and all kinds of stuff. And it's, like, I don't know. It's very, like, ritualistic in nature. But I hope it's not because that's messed up. That's, like, like just stealing somebody's remains to do your ritual. That's not cool. So if you guys visit, be very careful. It is very dangerous. It's one of the most, you know, hostile environments in the world. Bring lots of water. I'm not sure if you need specialized permission to go here. You might, you know, sometimes there are places like this that you do need special permission from the government. So please do your research before you go. And finally, be respectful to the remains of those, you know, of the human bones that you come across. Do not touch anything. Do not move anything. Right. Yeah. And avoid stepping on 
the remains. Like I, I, I understand the way that a lot of people describe this place. It is almost impossible to not, you know, see the floor covered in like human remains, but That's do your wild. best and, and visit like these places, especially Westerners, Guaritos, Americanos, <laughs> respect yes. these places in foreign countries because, you know, they're not catered to you. These are legit people who died, who lived, you know, and they deserve as much respect as anybody as a cemetery here, you know? Yeah, yeah. Even some cemeteries here get, like, desecrated. Yeah, and it's, it's not cool. It's just not cool. Like, even if, like, you know, there is no afterlife, af- you know, after we die, it's still not cool. Like, just don't do it. Just, it's bad manners. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, wow, that place sounds terrifying, and I would never even attempt to go there. So, yeah. <laughs> but that's a that's a good note to end on your um Yes. <laughs> You're a good speech there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was like, uh, cause all I saw was like, um, I think the girl was British. I'm going to get like, of course she was British, but you know how there's like different parts of the UK and they're not all British, but their accent kind of sounds the same. It's confusing. It's yeah. confusing. Okay. <laughs> I, that whole little Island, it makes no sense to my brain, but <laughs> yeah. Then you throw in Brexit and I'm like, what's happening? I don't know. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Y'all are confusing me. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Latinos avoid that shit. Like, we talk about it, but we're not like those people. Like, I don't know if you've seen that TikTok where the guy's, like, goes to the beach and there's, like, this cave of the beach and then there's this doll hanging and he takes it. <laughs> uh, no, like, but, like, why would you? <laughs> why would you? And I feel like, like, all the, like, Latinos can be like, don't do that. And then there comes, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, Americans who are like, what is this? Is this a weird doll? I'm going to take it me. home. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. That's, that's like, the like, this is why, like, curses happen. This is why people die. Y- y'all take stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's a good, that's a good note to end right. on. Um, So, so, yeah, if you're going to go to any cemeteries, just, you know, be respectful of your surroundings, as MJ so beautifully said already. <laughs> Stay as spooky. We'll catch everyone next week. Oh, you know what I want to start doing? Hmm. I-, I just said all this and, <laughs> and then I added this. Um, we should, like, add in a little spooky recommendation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would be cool because there's a, there's a lot of, like, really good authors, other podcasters. And yeah, whatever so shows, movies, like, whatever. You, you always know? have good shows. Yeah. What's the latest one you've watched? Because you always uh, put really well, good ones My on spooky recommendation would not be a show because I haven't watched anything in forever. <laughs> <laughs> but I just finished reading this book called A Head Full of Ghosts mm. uh, by Paul Tremblay. And, man, that was good. It's, like, about this girl who is going through like a schizophrenic uh, episode or something. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, she starts saying it's like a demonic possession. And so the, the dad is like religious. The mom is not, but he, he's like pushing for them to do like an exorcist. And then Mm -hmm. she goes along with it because she thinks it's going to like, Oh, the family's super broke going Mm -hmm. to her, her appointments and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, so he goes along with it or she goes along with it. And it's like, she, yeah, she's like, yeah, I'm possessed. And so then there's like a TV show that wants to um, record the whole thing happening. And so they do that and she does it so that 
I don't want to say anything more because I'm going to spoil it because I'm I'm terrible at reviewing things. I will tell you everything. <laughs> but it's so good. It had like such a such an insane twist at the end. I'm invested. It's good. I'm yeah. Invested. And yeah, I got it through my library because I also don't buy any books anymore. What was this called? Borrow them. A head full of ghosts. You know what I recently got and everybody. OK, <laughs> keeps on going. <laughs> I'm so sorry, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, sorry. <laughs> but um, I recently got. OK. My first hard copy of Dracula. Oh, nice. It's been like <laughs> like 29 was my first hard copy of Dracula. It's like one of my favorite books. And I love the movie with uh, uh, Gary Oldman. Oh, my God. And Keanu Reeves. So good. Yes. So yeah, good. It's good. <laughs> I've been meaning to watch the Mexican Dracula as well. Oh, yeah. I you told me. I, I yeah. Movie. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. So, yeah, you have our – well, do you have a recommendation aside from Dracula? <laughs> I don't. I was just really proud of myself because it's like I'm 29 years old. I'm really into spooky shit and <laughs> I barely got Dracula, which, yeah, <laughs> you know, you'd think, you think I'd have it already, but I didn't. So I'm really proud of myself. <laughs> oh, wait. No, I do. I do. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you have our spooky recommendations, which we're going to start doing now. <laughs> Yes, I will look for a good spooky recommendation for next week. Um, So yeah, stay spooky and we'll catch everyone next time. Bye. Bye.